Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. November 24th. I can't. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. By the way, it's me, Nick, your host of Nickster News. I, I I don't know why I feel like I didn't introduce myself there on the first go-round. But yes, yes, it is Thanksgiving tomorrow. The year is almost over. And Halo Infinite comes out two weeks from today. Yes, it does. That is wild. How are you guys doing, huh? How's everything? What's going on? What's new? Anything new with you guys? Anything? Cool, cool. I'm glad to hear it, even though I didn't. But I appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing that with me, uh, even though this is technically a one-way interaction right now. But 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 I appreciate it regardless. I. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. How? Uh, but yeah, what... What what do you think we're going to talk about today? I don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, I do know, but do you? You don't. I mean, I could share my show notes with you, but I, I, I don't think that would be advantageous. Then why would you listen? If you knew what I was going to talk about, why would you listen, right? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, um, you know, I used to talk about the 101 League taking a break a bit right now. We're uh, down for the holidays. We should be up and running in the next few weeks. Uh, I don't think we're doing Ultimate anymore, but Melee on Saturdays for sure. Uh, FGC nights on Thursday, I think we might have one or two in the future again uh, as we transition into the new year. But uh, as always, yeah, check out the 101 League on on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, all that good stuff. And uh, they got a cool Discord too that uh, is fun to to look at. but yeah, but I, you know what? Let's just get into what we're here to talk about today, right? And uh, what's what's going on? Thursday, no, today's Wednesday, November 24th. Um, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, I did see that this weekend. So so let's let's get into video games as always, our, our first topic of the day. And, you know, I've, I've had Halo Infinite now for a week and a half. And I'm loving it, man. I'm, I am loving it. I am loving multiplayer. It is fun. And just like it used to be. My only concern is... Yes, I, you know, I'm, I'm at this point I'm beating a dead horse. But the, the issues with the battle pass progression... It's a slog, man. It, it is. And I get that the battle pass is technically supposed to last you like most of the season, right? But the, the season's being extended to May... So that's really long, but it's like you only get it off XP and you don't get XP off mission off off um, matches. So it's like, and you you can only get them from completing challenges, and these challenges are like fifty XP, and each level is like a thousand, and it's just like, uh, uh. my other concern is it, with with ranked and everything, you kind of have to. You don't get to pick like the the exact playlist, and I, I hope this changes. 
and I know they always do this in the beginning, but it's it's just kind of like a, a mix. And and what I mean by that is like it's it's just there's there's social, big team battle, and ranked. So there isn't you know, there isn't like a whole list of, of ranked. There isn't a whole list of social. It's it's you just play whatever. So if if you're playing ranked, you're gonna get capture the flag, you're gonna get uh, regular uh, uh, Slayer, you're going to get Strongholds and stuff like that. And it's like, I personally don't care for that, um, just because I don't like a lot of those modes. And, and yeah, they're fun to play, like Oddball and stuff. It's, but sometimes you get put with a team who has their heads up their fucking ass. Like, I was, I was literally playing a match of Capture the Flag, and our flag was at our base, one of our team had the flag, and he didn't fucking score, and he went and got killed with the flag in our base by the other team. He literally walked by the flag, our flag, to score with the other team's flag in his hand and didn't fucking score, and I literally got every score in that match. Like, that that's really fucking stupid. I, I shouldn't be the one getting every fucking flag for the team because our team has their head up their ass, right? And then I'm playing oddball, and I'm the dude with the most fucking time with the oddball, because our team literally would avoid it. Like, come on, dude. If you're going to play ranked, which I'm guessing you're playing ranked because you want to see how well you're going to fucking do, you're not going to have your head up your ass. And that's frustrating. It's like, that's why I don't like when they do that. And I, they do that at the beginning every time. It's like, let me pick the mode I want to play, because I'm going to get stuck with some knucklehead and capture the flag, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, man? And it's like, that's only going to hurt my ranked status, because I'm going to be put on a losing team, because I got a bunch of knuckleheads on the team. Like, no, dude, no. that That's bullshit. That's some fucking bullshit. Like, come on, man. Like, eh, frustrating. Just give me SWAT, and I can go back into my life and be, and be happy and only play SWAT. Um... The first event is live right now, and I know people are online complaining about it and how it works, and technically it's it, the event will last the whole season um, for certain weekends and things like that, so you can unlock everything uh, for the new like Samurai-inspired armor. Um, and I, like, I, I get that slow progression is frustrating, but the thing I liked is they opened up a special playlist, and it's Fiesta, which I love Fiesta. Fiesta is one of my favorite things to play. So it, uh, it's not Super Fiesta, which was only in Halo 5 as of now because they had like weapons that were that were not normal weapons. But essentially every time you die, you spawn with a new set of weapons. Like you can spawn with a Hydra and the assault rifle one t life. The next life you'll spawn with a... Uh, uh, the new shotgun and a, a plasma pistol. And the one after that, you'll, you'll spawn with a sidewinder and a, um, I'm still learning the, the new weapons, uh, names, but the, uh, I don't know. It's some new hard light weapon. I can't think of the name, but, or, or you'll one wooden with the mauler and then the, uh, the, the spiker or spike shot or something like it. It's, it's different every time. It's fun. It's really fun, and I love to play, I love Fiesta. Fiesta's a great game mode, because it, it's just, it's so crazy and wild, and 
then you get every map. Like I, I been playing a week and yesterday I played a map for the first time. So a, a week and a half into Halo Infinite multiplayer and I'm just Halo's back, baby. And and really it has no competition right now because Vanguard apparently is a mess with its its um what is it uh, uh the not the meta but the uh the balance its weapon balance battlefield is just a buggy hellhole from my understanding and there's no other shooters so halo's back baby and it's uh couldn't be a better launch year for it but that's what's going on over there uh, we had talked about in the past a bit about the alleged Super Smash clone from Warner Brothers. Well, uh, it is official as of now. Uh, it is being called Multiverses. Uh, funny. And yes, it does feature characters from Game of Thrones and Batman and Lord of the Rings and uh, uh, Finn the Human and Jake the Dog from Adventure Time and all Warner Brothers properties. Bugs Bunny. To be honest, it looks way more polished than Nick's, Nick All-Stars does. And that's saying a lot. Uh, the game launches next year. Uh, it will have dedicated servers. It will be multi-platform. It will be cross-play and cross-progression. So if you play it on your Switch uh, and you log in with your account on your Xbox or something, it, it will all be there and vice versa. Uh, Kevin Conroy and George Newbern are back to voice Batman and Superman, which hail to the king, baby. Uh, you got Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, and Shaggy is in it, and he has, like, god powers, so going into the meme, but it, it is. That game looks great, actually. That looks like a legitimate Smash clone that might be worthy of a, a, a title of taking down Smash. Nick All-Stars, Nick All-Star Brawl, excuse me, tried and failed, honestly. It's been out a couple months and nobody's talking about it already, but, but multiverses looks like it will have the legs on it and they want to add more stuff as, as time goes on. And Warner brothers has the properties to add to it. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that all turns out next year when, when the game releases, uh, Capcom announced that, uh, it's, it's new game that they've been teasing for a couple years now, Pragmata, and that's the one that featured like this astronaut and just like this little girl and like a cat in this like abandoned um, like city. Well, unfortunately, has been delayed till 2023. Um, I was really excited for this because it looked like it was going to finally be. Um, it looks a lot like a Kojima game, but it was finally going to be like a true next-gen game. Um, it sucks, but uh, like I said, it was delayed till 2023. It was supposed to be out in 2022, but hey, that's what happens, especially with, with everything that's that's been going on. Um, but that will be out in 2023 now. Uh, you guys big fans of Ubisoft like me? Well, I hope you are, because I'm going to talk about a new theme park that they want to open, that they're going to open some kind of new entertainment center uh, in 2025 in, in France, and then uh, a few years after that, they plan on opening a full-on theme park, more than likely in France. Uh, Ubisoft is based in France, and France has... Uh, 
France is a bit of a theme park thing going on with it. I mean, they do have a Disney, you have Euro Disney or Disneyland Paris, whatever you want to call it now. But yeah, Ubisoft uh, Entertainment Center first, probably like an indoor theme park, uh, similar to, to a Legoland Discovery Center, if you're familiar with those, probably just like in a mall or something, and then a full-on theme park somewhere down the line as well. So, But expect that probably like a decade from now, to be honest. And the video game world is is growing in its concerns and and uh, issues with Bobby Kotick over at uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, last week we talked about Jim Ryan, the head of, of, of PlayStation, coming out. Uh, well, now, you know, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, has, has put out a um, statement and... This is, um, Phil Spencer put this out, apparently, uh, sent an email to staff that said, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find the whole thing, doesn't look like it, but, uh, quotes from the email that, that Phil Spencer sent out, quote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions, um, at Activision Blizzard, he is also, quote, evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments, unquote. Uh-oh, Activision's not going to be happy. Now that, uh, that's two, two heads of, of consoles saying, like, Activision, get your shit together. Um, not long after that, Activision put out their own sp- uh, comment that said, quote, we respect all feedback from our valued partners and are engaging with them further. We have detailed important changes we have implemented in recent weeks, and we will continue to do so. We are committed to the work of ensuring our culture and workplace are safe, diverse, and inclusive. We know it will take time, but we will not stop until we have the best workplace for our team, unquote. Yeah, all right. You know, sure, Activision, get, but in reality, like, come on, you got to do more. Not long after that, 500 Activision employees signed a petition to have Bobby Kotick removed as CEO. Uh, as of the 19th, it reached over 1,000 signatures, which is probably a more than a half the, the company. Uh, and then now Nintendo has also uh, put out somewhat of a statement. Um, per Fanbyte, uh, the, the Phil Spencer thing was per Bloomberg. This is per Fanbyte. Doug Bowser, the head of, uh, of Nintendo America said, quote, along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. Uh, unqu- um, he also said, uh, unquote, he also said, quote, every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals. And we're all understand and the consequences of not doing so, so, unquote. So now that is the big three of the gaming industry essentially saying this is after the report came out that Bobby Kotick knew and did nothing about it. All three heads of the major gaming platforms have said, like, this is fucked up. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association has also come out and said something. The ESA, you know, they they hold E3 and everything like that. And they didn't specifically name Activision Blizzard, um, but they're essentially pointing the finger directly at them. Um, And 
this is from gamesindustry.biz. It says, quote, harassment, abuse, or mistreatment of any kind in the workplace is unacceptable and must never be tolerated. Um, unquote. They also said, quote, the vitality of our industry requires that everyone in the workplace and in our feel and in our feels value and valued and respected. As an industry association, the ESA convenes its member companies to create dialogue and shape actions to ensure that these beliefs are realized, unquote. Yeah, there a lot of people are not happy. And then, of course, we're not done with Bobby. A new report has come out from the Wall Street Journal, again with Bobby, that he would, quote, consider unquote, stepping down. And uh, as more and more pressure comes out uh, and the fact that he knew, um, apparently, uh, of course, he called the, the Wall Street Journal article a, a sham and fake news and all, all that stuff. Uh, he said that he would, if he wasn't able to fix things, um, that he would consider stepping down. Yeah, well, Bobby, the writing's on the wall. You're an asshole. Nobody likes you to begin with. And your three biggest, uh, you know, platforms essentially have told you, like, fix your shit, right? Like, fuck around and find out is essentially what's going on right now. And and Activision and Bobby Kodak are finding out because it, it it's horrendous what they allowed to happen for so long. And the fact that... The three biggest platforms, again, that you have your 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 games on, and yes, I know PC is a platform, but there's no head of PC, um, and you're not going to have Gabe Newell say anything because Activision games are not on Steam, but, uh, you know, when you have the head of Xbox, the head of Nintendo, and the head of Sony all saying, like, we're reevaluating how we're going to move forward with you. There's a problem. There is a problem. And your investors and your board of directors are not going to like that. Because that's money now. And now when you also have a thousand of your employees signing a document saying they don't have faith in the CEO anymore. Like, you you lost it. You lost the game, man. You lost. It's over. It's done. Like, you're... There's no coming back from this, dude. There's no coming back from that. Because how are you going to lead a company if your employees... Don't have faith or trust in you to run it properly anymore. Right? You're done. It's over. Game over, man. Game over, man. No, but mark my words. I said this last week. And I'll say it again. I don't think Bobby Kotick is going to be the CEO of Activision Blizzard in 2022. I do not think that is going to be a thing in 2022. Moving on. Um, speaking of Nintendo... Nintendo has formally announced and finally announced that they will hold a official Super Smash tournaments for the first time ever. Uh, official tournaments and things like that for both Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Again, this is the first time they've ever done that. And hopefully, this will help build a bit of a... Uh, goodwill with the community. I mean, they kind of shit on creators and the community and people that run out tournaments and ostracize and alienate them. And, and finally, Nintendo is waking up because Nintendo can be uh, 
kind of a dick to um, when when you think of how they treat like the community and members of the community and people that love their games and stuff, and they just shit on them for no reason. And and I'm happy to see them trying to mend that bridge a bit here. Um, so we'll see. Those will start in the new year. For those of you looking forward to Call of Duty Warzone's new map, uh, the new Pacific map uh, that ties into Vanguard, well, unfortunately, uh, it has been delayed a week uh, and will now release on December 8th. So, no surprise there, but it's going to face some stiff competition from, from, uh, from Halo there. That's for damn sure. And what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I think Warzone is still free. Uh, you probably get early, I think you get early access to it uh, if you bought, own Vanguard. So I think you'll get like a few days early on that. Um, but December 8th is when the new map drops for that. Uh, Kojima Productions, a studio we don't talk a lot about. Um, just because Hideo Kojima takes forever to make a game, to be honest. Uh, he has uh, announced, or at least Kojima Productions has announced, they are launching a new division in Los Angeles. It will be dedicated to TV, movies, and music. This is a new division, like I said, uh, per gamesindustry.biz. It will be head by former PlayStation Vice President of Business Affairs, Riley Russell. Um, and like I said, it is California-based, so that's interesting. Uh, he said, quote, The team has, as, as its charter, the goal of expanding the reach and awareness of the properties now under development at Kojima Productions and to make them even more a part of our popular culture, unquote, says Russell. Uh, he also goes on to say, quote, Although we are a global organization, the new business development team will be centered in Los Angeles. We are truly excited and looking forward to working with the very best entertainment talent we can across all of the entertainment industries, unquote. I I wonder if this is going to tie into the the um you know the the upcoming production of the Metal Gear Solid movie uh, that's going to be directed by Jordan Jordan Vote Roberts. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what this means. Uh, Kojima is a very very interesting person he is very into television and movies and things like that and he's a big cinephile so this could be part of that as well but i guarantee this was done first uh to make sure that the production of the metal gear solid movie gets off the ground smoothly and uh speaking of uh former sony executive and, and sony in general they have officially patented the faceplates on the PS5. Um, I wonder how dbrand is going to react to this. I did pre-order some of the dbrand ones. And uh, spotted by OP Attack, which is... I don't know what this company is. I've never heard of them. Um, they're a, a new gaming website, apparently. But apparently, according to them, uh, via the U.S. state's Patent and Trademark Office uh, has found that the patent was officially recognized on November 16th and uh, was filed officially for PlayStation 5 faceplates. Now, they haven't 
said why they filed it or anything like that. Uh, nothing has been said or responded to. Um, of course, they've tried selling dbrand on multiple occasions and, and things like that. But we will see um, what this turns into and if Sony is finally going to make their own faceplates so people can customize their PS5s with official PlayStation hardware. But who knows? They, they have yet... I mean, Xbox already has one alternative console. They've already announced like alternative consoles from contests and shit. And PS5 is still just white and boring and looks like Kaiba. We'll see what happens, though. We will see what happens. Um, and uh, Microsoft announced its games with gold this week. Uh, for December, you have The Escapists 2, Tropical 5 Penultimate Edition, Orcs Must Die, and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Uh, unfortunately, PlayStation has yet to announce theirs uh, with the month starting next month. They always, or next week. They always kind of announce late. Um, and then uh, with Xbox 20 starting last week, uh, Microsoft has announced a new like little museum piece uh, that's online. It's called museum.xbox.com, and you can literally go through like every aspect of, of the Xbox from, from 1998 when it was in its infancy and before it was even started uh, up to, to today and the future. Um, and then they even have like a little Halo museum that's really cool. And then they have like your own personal little museum where you can go in and see all your stuff and most played games and achievements you've earned at, in amount in certain years. Whole cool little thing. I did mine and apparently my most played game ever is Call of Duty Warzone and it makes me realize that's all I really fucking played last year with my friends. And don't get me wrong, that's cool. Um, except I have a massive backlog I have to get through now, but I put a lot of time in, into Call of Duty Warzone, and it's evident, as Xbox is telling me, it's literally my most played game. So, no wonder there, but it's cool, and you can see other stuff over the years. Um, it doesn't think I played on the original Xbox, but I did, but that's because I didn't have Xbox Live back then. I mean, it actually tells you when you first signed into Xbox Live and your first game on each console. It's really cool. So that, that was really cool. I could have sworn my first game on 360 was Oblivion, um, but apparently it was Madden NFL 2007. But that makes me realize that was the first game I played online because I know for a fact I had my 360 a lot earlier than that. And my first game on there was Oblivion because that was my first achievement and my friend brought it over. So I know that's not entirely true in that realm. But that that's okay. That's okay. Um, and then a final bit of... Uh, two more stories, excuse me. Uh, Epic Games has bought Harmonix, the makers of Guitar Hero and the original Guitar Hero and Rock Band and things like that. Um, but while Epic has bought them, they have promised to support the games and, and things like that. So no worry there. And then our final bit of gaming news, which which does kind of flow into our next topic today. Uh, it is being heavily rumored and circulated that Amazon Studios is finalizing a deal, or at least working on it if they already have the deal, on a Mass Effect television show. And, and I was already thinking, like, what ideas they could do. Like, obviously, 
do you want to retell the story of Shepard, like what they're doing with the Halo show on, on Paramount Plus? Uh, do you want to focus on Asari? Do you want to focus on humans? Uh, maybe do the human-Turian war, which would be fucking cool, the first contact war, however they want to call that. Maybe do like a show about Cerberus, the elusive man. Like, there's so many things they could do instead of just focusing on Shepard, and no one would want that because it would take away from the games, right? Maybe they can do a show about Anderson, right, and, and his time as a Spectre with Saren and shit. Like, there's so many things they could do in the Mass Effect universe that, that the door is wide fucking open, and it would be so cool. It would be so good, and it, and it like I said, it does not have to focus on Shepard at all. And, and I hope this actually comes to fruition, because... Amazon ain't, a friend of, ain't, ain't afraid of spending money on their shows. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. So keep keep your eyes, ears, and, and mouth open because it, it could happen sooner than you think. Uh, so that's it for gaming. Let's, uh, let's talk about move, uh, TV here for a sec. So The Witcher... Uh, season two is coming next month, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on Netflix. And of course, we know that Henry Cavill loves playing Geralt. He has already said that he is committed to their seven-year plan. Like, he wants to play Geralt for as long as, as they want him to, for as long as they planned to, and all that. So don't expect Henry Cavill to give up on playing Geralt of Rivia anytime soon. I think I told you guys last year, I finally watched season one. It was fucking great. And I think season two is just going to be just as fucking great. I don't normally talk about shows like this. At least not on here. But Hulu dropped its first trailer for its Pam and Tommy show about uh, Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. And it stars Lily James as Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee as... Or uh, Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. And oh my god. This show is going to be so fucking good. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, but to me, it looks fucking great. And I cannot wait for this show to come out in February. And Nick Offerman and Seth Rogen as well. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm very excited. Um, also came out, Lucasfilm has announced that Sabrine Wren will be in the Ahsoka series. And she will be played by... Natasha Lou Bordizzo, an Australian actress, uh, will be portraying Sabine Wren in the Ahsoka series. I'm very excited for that. I am very, very, very excited for that. Um, we also got our first teaser for the Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot, showing off its very serious tone. I don't think it's going to make it as a serious show. Like, yeah, the original had some seriousness to it, but it was still a comedy, and I don't know. Uh, that's it for TV, actually. Uh, I do want to talk about some movies here. So Michael Keaton recently was being interviewed, and, and he said that he's suited up and, and filming stuff as Vulture again. Does this mean a Spider-Man 4? Does this mean some other MCU project where he is back as a villain? But something is going on where he is playing Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, again. In a project that we do not know about yet. I wonder what it could be. Because it could be anything, really. Maybe it's a, a, a show on Disney+. Plus. Um, maybe it is... Um, I don't know. 
I don't know what it could be. Personally, very confused. I, I don't know. Like I said, I do not know. And then Kevin Feige announced that Scarlett Johansson is working on a new unannounced Marvel project as an executive assistant or executive editor. That's not related to Black Widow. And part of me is just like, so was their fight just like a charade? Was it just a, something, a way to like drum up hype? I, I, I don't know how you go from suing them and never wanting to work with them again to settling and then instantly hopping on as like a producer or working on a project with them. Um, I, uh, I don't know. This is from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, a, a top secret Marvel Studios project that's non-Black Widow. I, um, I don't. That surprises me. I this I really have no idea what it is. A lot of Marvel things going on that I really have no idea what they are. And then for one thing we do know about, uh, Delroy Lindo, great actor, is joining Mahershala Ali in Blade. Uh, so adding another great, great actor to the MCU. Always good to hear. Um, and then last bit of news here on the MCU. Letitia Wright, her onset injury on the set of Black Panther 2 apparently was more worse than Marvel expected or thought it would be. And unfortunately, they've delayed filming. They've delayed resuming filming until at least January. Uh, so a couple more months. So it looks just like, um, yeah, she got hurt really bad and they didn't think it was that bad and it turned out to be really bad. And uh, there's just a lot of problems happening with that movie as we go on and on and on. And I wonder how things will work out on it because it's turning into a shit show, to be honest. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy also just recently had her contract extended uh, to be head of, of Lucasfilm and all the soy boys. No, I'm kidding. All the stupid people out there are crying about it. I don't care. She's fine. But uh, what she did announce is that there is a possibility of a chance of the uh, sequel characters to res return to the franchise in some way shape or form and uh, in other stories which is fine i'm totally fine with that because then you're building on it not all of them are dead technically only kylo is spoiler alert but that's fine i mean he he could come back in other ways as well um if you do stuff in between or before and adam driver even responded by saying yeah he'd, he'd keep in the door open he, he loves working with great filmmakers so that that's always a possibility and he's not going to say no um, especially because people actually love him as Kylo Ren. So it, it, it would be an awesome thing to have him back. And I'm totally fine with, with making more things with like Finn or Poe or, or Rey. It, it, it expands upon the franchise. It does not necessarily have to be a film, you know. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be stuff related to the Skywalker saga because we, we've seen plenty where you can do stuff with characters and, and keep expanding upon it. So I'm okay with that, especially if it's in a television sense. Um, also this week, uh, Universal did an unexpected thing in that they dropped the five minute prologue from Jurassic World Dominion uh, onto YouTube. Uh, so this is a 
like a prologue that was shown a, a, originally before Fast 9, uh, if you went and saw the IMAX version. And it's essentially just like this scene that takes place 65 million years ago, uh, shows off different dinosaurs out in the wild back in the day, uh, and then a fight between the T-Rex and a Giganotosaurus, um, Giganotosaurus, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, and then it, it shows like the mosquito essentially biting the T-Rex and getting its blood. And then it cuts to like present day where some kind of helicopter is chasing Rexy through a forest, uh, probably somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, uh, where she busts into like a, um, a drive-in theater and starts wreaking havoc and people have no idea that what's going on behind them. And, and then her like escaping and making it off into the wilderness, essentially setting up Jurassic World Dominion, where now we have the dinosaurs running amok in our world. Um, essentially what Jurassic World Evolution 2 is all about too. Uh, but it, this is something, if you like the Jurassic World franchise and you never saw Fast 9 and IMAX, I would totally watch this prologue on YouTube. Unfortunately, it is a, there's a, there's a downside and there's a plus side. A plus side, everyone gets to watch it now. Downside is now you're, you're, you have to wait still months before Jurassic World Dominion comes out. But at the same time, you're already watching five minutes of the movie unless this isn't, doesn't end up being in the film. Uh, but the Jurassic World Dominion prologue is available to watch. It's great. And also, if you've never watched the Battle at Big Rock, you need to watch that as well. Especially if you watch Jurassic, if you like the Jurassic Park franchise. Um, the producer of the Super Mario Brothers movie has announced that Chris Pratt will not be doing the Italian accent of Mario in the film. And again, I question why the fuck is he playing Mario? You have Charles Martinet, perfectly healthy human being who voices Mario in general, and you could have gotten him, or you could have gotten, like, I don't know, a thousand other people to play Mario that aren't Chris Pratt and that are pretty much Italian. I, I just, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I really don't. Like, Sebastian Maniscalco's in the movie, but he should, he could have been Mario. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Uh, final bit of movie news here before I talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki is officially coming out of retirement to do one more film for Studio Ghibli. And it says, so he's 80 years old. Uh, and this was in an interview with the New York Times. Um, he said he, he did it because he wanted to. Uh, he retired back in 2013, and again, he said in 2018 he was coming out of retirement once again, but I <laughs> I, I don't know how much, if, if it's officially back, or uh, if this is the second time or not. Uh, the new movie will be called How Do You Live? Uh, it's based on a 1937 novel by Genzaburo Yoshino, and... It's fantasy on a grand scale, unquote, as described by the producer at Studio Ghibli. Um, I guess, I don't know. I can't wait. It's been in the works since 2018, and still no word yet on um, 
uh, if when it will come out or if, if this will truly be Miyazaki's last film, but I'm sure we'll know. Uh, and then actually this just was announced, literally within like the last hour or so. San Diego Comic-Con has announced its dates for 2022 um, for both San Diego Comic-Con and WonderCon. And next July 21st through 24th will be Comic-Con International San Diego. And then April 1st through 3rd will be WonderCon up in Anaheim. Um, these are official dates. They officially got them set up. Um, and this will be happening. Uh, Full-fledged events, not smaller experiences, in person, not online. Uh, granted, they have the Comic-Con Special Edition, which is happening like this weekend or whatever they're calling it. And uh, yeah, so get your uh, mouses ready and your browsers ready because you can probably buy Comic-Con tickets for next year now. Um, and then before we go tonight... Uh, I do want to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I did see it this past weekend. It's fucking great, man. It was so fun. It it I saw some people complaining like, oh, it doesn't have its own voice. Like, yeah, it does have its own voice. It's it's telling the story of of Egon's kids, and and it does it in a way that makes sense, right? It it yes, there's some things that portray the idea of what Egon was in the first two films, but again, this is like almost a forty year gap, right? between them and what I really enjoyed about the movie is the new characters are great and they don't they don't use the old characters in a way that overindulges like some movies do where it's like a a sequel years after the fact right this it like 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 they kind of did it in coming to America where like they overused some characters to a point but what I enjoy about Ghostbusters Afterlife is it, it uh, tells the story of the new people without relying on the old ones at all. And yes, they come in towards the end in a, in a great way, actually. That makes so much fucking sense. And, and then, of course, the after credit scenes totally set up potential for a sequel. But the movie is cool, and it's fun, and it, it's... There were a lot of funny parts. The new characters are great. This kid podcast is awesome. Um, and it's not just because he has a podcast, but he's actually a well-written character. Paul Rudd is amazing. I love Paul Rudd and everything. It, it, yes, it hits some of the same story beats as the first film, but it does it in a way that is different enough that it doesn't, you don't need to say like, uh, groan, cringe kind of stuff. Like, no, it's, it's done in a funny, great way. And the setup is great. The, like I said, the new characters are written very well and are fun, and, and you can, like, connect with them. Paul Rudd is awesome. And then just the, the... They even got Olivia Wilde to play Gozer, which was... I think it's funny that Gozer is back. But no, it, and it, 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 it is like a true sequel that takes place 40 years later. Like, it, it makes sense in, in what's going on, because in the first film they have this building that was built in a way to like essentially bring about Gozer. And this film is about the mine that they use to mine the metal to make the, the building. Um, and of course it's again, a shrine to Gozer and they even have, uh, Ivo Shandor, the one who built the building in the film. And it's just, it's fun and it's great. There are some like kind of really cheesy parts. And there's also a part where, 
um, I can't think of his name, but he, he's Mike in Stranger Things, and like he's in the Ecto One, and like they keep cutting back between him and his sister, and some scenes like the windows down, and others it's not, and I'm like, okay, that someone should have caught that in editing. Um, but overall, just it, it's just a fun movie. It's fun to watch. It's great laughs. It it was enjoyable, and it and it literally was a perfect sequel to Ghostbusters, and. Like I said, there's there's a very good chance of a third film, not a third film, a fourth film happening for sure. This this definitely sets that up, and uh, uh, I think the next one would be a great film where you could have the old crew and the new crew to come together, uh, because now we have the new crew established and they're actually likable and people enjoy it. The old crew you could use them as well. Or even bring in more new people, and it would work. It would fucking work perfectly. And the the character, what they've done with the other characters is cool as well. And like I said, using them sparingly was perfect. Unfortunately, the only person we didn't get back that's still alive is Rick Moranis. Um, but of course, he's retired from acting and, and things like that. So overall, though, it was just, it was just great. And if they bring Paul Rudd back, I'll be happy. Yeah, I will definitely be happy if Paul Rudd comes back. But I highly, highly, highly recommend Ghostbusters Afterlife to check it out with your family or you or your friends or something. But it, it's definitely worth worth watching. Um, and with that, that is Nick's Nerd News. Today is November 24th. Hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving tomorrow if you celebrate it. And... I will catch you guys next week, of course. Uh, also check out our friends at the 101 League. Also go to nixnerdnews.com where you can find links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast pages. Or you can listen to the show right in your browser if you prefer. Also while you're there, check out our social media tab where you can find our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook feeds. Or if you prefer, just search News on your preferred platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.